I'm Terry Sabelle Foy, and I'm so glad you're watching today because I want to talk to you about six destiny distractions. You know, maybe you have a dream in your heart. You have no idea how it's going to happen, but you're unwilling to give up on it. Or on the other side, maybe you've settled somewhere and just gotten comfortable and pretty much given up on those big dreams, the big promises of God that you used to believe were possible, but now you've just kind of settled. You know, I believe Satan strategically sets up distractions in our lives to get us to settle. He wants you to settle. He wants you to get comfortable. He doesn't want you to put a demand on your faith to stretch yourself. He wants you to relax. In fact, in Genesis, there's a story about Abraham and his father, Terah. Now, everybody knows Abraham, but not very many people hear about Terah, his father. And it says, Abraham and Terah set out for Canaan. Now, what is Canaan? That's the promised land, the land of abundance, the land of more than enough, where dreams come true, right? They set out for that land. But it says Abraham's father, Terah, stopped along the way and just settled in Haran. Now, really think about that. You know, he, in fact, he was basically saying, this is not what I wanted. It's not originally what I had in mind. I thought I would have a little more for my life, but this is comfortable. I can survive here. And we don't hear much about him after that. We hear about Abraham, but his father stopped along the way and settled in Haran. I don't want you to stop somewhere short of what God has for your life. A testimony that maybe you've been believing for for years and it just flat out looks like it's not going to happen. And maybe people are even telling you, you need to face it. It's not going to happen. Give up. Give it up. Well, I don't want you to settle. God doesn't want you to settle. He wants you to get the fight back and believe him for this impossible thing. You know, I was reading a story in one of Joel Osteen's books. It's about this lady named Phyllis. And I thought this was so cool to illustrate how someone who could have settled but refused to give up. It says Phyllis was a woman who got pregnant when she was 16 years old, dropped out of high school. Eventually, she went on public assistance. She went on welfare and was barely surviving in poverty, defeat, and despair. But Phyllis said, I refuse to pass this lifestyle down to my children. I'm going to make a difference with my life. I'm going to fulfill my God-given destiny. She said, I'm going to be the person God wants me to be. So Phyllis got a job at a school cafeteria collecting meal tickets. The job paid minimum wage, and although Phyllis was thankful for it, she knew God had more for her. She refused to settle. She had a bigger dream for her life, so she went back to school and got her high school diploma. But she didn't stop there. She worked all day at the school and then attended college classes at night, eventually graduating with honors. Phyllis still wasn't satisfied. She returned to school and got her master's degree. Today, Phyllis is not on welfare anymore. She is now a principal in the same school district where she used to collect the meal tickets. Isn't that awesome? She refused to settle. She could have just said, well, at least I got my diploma. Well, at least I went to college. She went on and became the principal in that same school district. Well, God does not want you to settle for life the way it is. I heard someone say, there's no neutral with God. We're either going forward or we're going backwards. But, you know, God has so much more for our lives. In fact, I've just discovered, you know, just in my own life and in looking at some of my friends' lives and different things that we all face, I've discovered six tactics, you could say, that Satan uses to get us to settle. One of them is just time. Satan will definitely use time as a distraction to get you to give up on your dreams. 
I mean, he'll, he'll cause you to just question and wonder, you know, look how much time has passed and nothing's changed. Might as well give up on it. I mean, when was the last time you even thought about singing again, writing your book, going back to school like Phyllis did to get your master's degree, or finishing your college degree? Maybe you just have 12 hours left, but you gave up on it. You settled somewhere. When God's saying, get back to school, get that degree, or starting a business, or maybe you feel called to preach, but nothing's happened, so you gave up on that. You know, Satan will use time as a distraction to just say, you might as well give up. It's never going to happen. In fact, I know someone who, this lady who told me one time, she said, you know, I always wanted to be a school teacher. She said, that was my dream since I was a kid. I always wanted to teach class. And she said, but I got married young and started a family and, you know, just never had time for that. And, oh, well. Well, then I would see her like seven years later and she'd say, yeah, I always wanted to be a school teacher, but, you know, I got married young and never... She could have been a teacher by then. She could have already gotten her college degree and been teaching for three years. But you know, so many times we just settle because of time. Don't let time be a distraction to get you to give up on your dreams. You think about Joseph. You know, he sat in a prison for 13 years because he had a dream. But you know, 13 years is a long time. He could have just sat there and thought, gosh, time is going by. Maybe I didn't hear from God. Maybe I missed it. But he didn't let time steal his dream. And God actually accelerated his dream for his life. So don't let Satan use that in your life. Number two is age. He will most definitely use your age as a distraction to get you to give up on your dream. I mean, sometimes you can just look at other people or you just think about your own life and you think, it's too late. I've missed my golden years. I've missed the golden opportunities. Or you look at other people who are younger than you, they might even be half your age, and you say, look what all they've accomplished. They're half my age, and I feel like I haven't done anything. And then you start thinking, you know, I'm 40 years old, I'm 50 years old, I'm 60 years old, and you just think, it's too late. I might as well just give up on it. Don't let Satan use age as a distraction to give up on your dream. Abraham was 99 when his dream came to pass of having a son. You know, listen to some of these people that I thought were pretty interesting. Um, you look at Julia Childs. She wrote Mastering the Art of French Cooking at 49 years old. Maybe you have a book in your heart and you've been wanting to write. Are you 49? Are you 59? How old are you? And Satan's been telling you, you're too old. It's too late to start something like that. Listen to this. Leonardo da Vinci completed the Mona Lisa at 52 years old. Well, maybe you have a desire to paint, to draw, to be an artist, to be a graphic artist. It's never too late go back to school, get that degree, learn, start painting, doing something with the gifts God's given you. Ray Kroc, you know, he started the McDonald's chain at 52 years old. What is the dream that God's put in your heart? Maybe you have a business idea. You have a, something you've invented. You want to get it patented, but you're looking at your age and saying, it's too late. It's too late. I'm my, old, my age. I'm too old to do that. Don't let age be that distraction. Betty Ford opened the first clinic to treat substance abuse at 64 years old. She still had a dream to make a difference with her life, helping other people. Maybe you feel like God's called you to the mission field, but you're getting older and you think, I always wanted to do that, but don't let Satan talk you out of it. Ronald Reagan was reelected as president at 73 years old. 73, and you think you're too old to run a company? He ran the nation at 73 years old. 
Don't let age stop you. You know, there was another guy who at 66 years old, he didn't want to live off of his social security check. So he said he had a dream to sell his recipe. He went door to door all over town trying to sell this recipe. He knocked on 1,009 doors. Finally, on the 1,010th attempt, <laughs> someone believed in his dream. And I thank God he didn't give up on his dream. Colonel Sanders, at 66, what is your dream that God's put in your heart and you keep talking yourself out of it because of your age? I love what George Eliot said. It's never too late to be what you might have been. But you know what? You have to stop looking at all the years you've lost and start looking at the years you've got left and do something with these years. The third distraction that I want to mention is words. Are you allowing someone else's negative words spoken over your life to stop you from dreaming, to stop you from your destiny that God has for your life? It's amazing how powerful words are and how they can damage your emotions, damage your self-esteem, cause you to just get smaller and smaller on the inside. You have to allow God's word to be final authority in your life, not other people's words. You know, I remember reading a story about this guy named Victor who at 15 years old was told by his teacher that he wouldn't amount to much, that he should just drop out of school and learn a trade. Well, since he was told he was an idiot, he acted like one for the next 17 years. It says at 32 years old, he found out he had an IQ of 161. He was a genius. Well, since he found out he was smart, he began to act smart. Listen to this. Since that time, he's written books, secured several patents, become a successful businessman and chairman of the Mensa Society, which has a qualification of an IQ of 140 or higher. So for all those years, he was allowing someone else's words determine his destiny. Whose words are you allowing to paint your future, to cause you to settle for life the way it is because somebody told you you're trashy, you're worthless, you're not going to do anything, you're just like your lousy dad, whatever they've told you, you have to take all those words <laughs> and replace them with God's word. What does God's word say? Well, Jeremiah 1.5. It says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I chose you for a special work. God has a special work for you. And when you start filling your mind and filling your mouth with God's word, it'll change your self-esteem. And when you start saying things like, I'm valuable, I'm favored of God, I'm disciplined, I'm proactive, I'm confident. You start speaking positive words out of your mouth, eventually your self-esteem, your self-image is going to agree with it. So don't let words stop you from your destiny. The fourth tactic that I believe Satan strategically uses to pull you out of the plan of God, to stop you from your destiny, is people. He will most definitely use people as a distraction to get your eyes off of the plan of God. I mean, all you have to do is look at Samson in the Bible. You know, Samson had the power of God on his life. And apparently, even to this day, he is described as the strongest man who ever lived. But he went down in history for his weakness. What was his weakness? A woman, a woman named Delilah. And, you know, I, I heard Lester Sumrall teach an entire lesson on Samson. And in it, he said that Delilah didn't believe like him. She wasn't of the same heritage or the same faith, you could say. And Samson actually told his parents, he said, she's pleasing to my sight. 
but he allowed a woman to drag him out of the will of God. And you know, that's how Satan works. He will bring distractions in your life, people who are appealing to you, you know, people that you've developed soul ties with. You know, soul ties, that, I actually wrote a book on breaking soul ties called Untangle. But in this book, I talk about how soul ties are formed, which I know of three ways they're formed. You develop soul ties with people through just relationships, you know, close friendships, people you work with, you eat with, you spend time with, you text. You're just developing a soul tie with them. And soul ties aren't all bad. The second way is through words. You know, the Bible says that you are snared or trapped by the words of your mouth. So anytime you say to someone, you know, I will never love anyone else. You're the only person I'll ever give my heart to. You're actually trapping yourself to that person, developing a soul tie with the words of your mouth. And then the third way is through sexual intimacy. And of course, the more intimate you are with someone, the tighter that bond becomes and the harder it is to break free when God compels you, it's time to end this thing. Soul ties are so powerful. The only reason I wrote a book on it is because I know how powerful they are and I know how hard it is to break free. But I also know that I don't want you to allow a person to stop you from the will of God. You have to remember, one day you are going to stand before God and give an account for your life, not their life. And you don't want to allow a person that you have a wrong soul tie with to pull you away from your destiny. You know, I've heard T.D. Jake say, and, and he doesn't use string cheese, but <laughs> I like props. But he said, you know, at best, the best you'll ever have in life is 80%. And 80% is good. That's a good life. So at best, you're going to have 80%. However, Satan will bring 20% in front of you. And he'll say, this is what you're missing. This is the one thing you don't have in your life. Life would be complete if you had this 20%. And he gets you so focused on this 20% that you don't have that you're willing to give up the 80% you have for the 20% you don't have. And look what you're left with, 20% exactly what Satan is hoping. And you may be stuck with 20%. You may have made a choice right now to be with 20%. But I'm telling you, Satan will strategically use people to drag you away from God's plan for your life. And that's why I wrote the book on how to break free from those wrong soul ties. In fact, when we come back, I just want to touch on this briefly. Don't want to get distracted with a topic on distractions, but I want to mention to you four indicators that you have a wrong soul tie because you may be listening right now and thinking, oh my goodness, I think I have a wrong soul tie. I've got to get free. Or you know someone, you know without a doubt they're in a wrong relationship. I want you to listen to these four indicators that will help you determine whether or not you have this wrong soul tie. And then we'll continue on with distractions to your destiny. I'll be right back. Life is busy. Work, family, school, and so many other things demand your time and energy. And in the middle of all this, you have dreams and desires you want to accomplish. No matter what you want to do, lose weight, get out of debt, or grow closer to God, Terry Savelle Foy wants to help you. That's why she has prepared a special bundle of hope-filled resources to move you past where you are and into where you want to be. Fight for your dreams, fear not, there is nothing to fear, and dig in your heels. I want to talk to you about how to fight for your dreams. 
You know, you have to fight for whatever it is you're believing God for in your life. You know, maybe you have a dream in your heart. You have no idea how it's going to happen, but you're unwilling to give up on it. As you listen to these messages, thoughts of fear and intimidation about your future will stop as your faith grows in God's amazing plans for you. You have a God-given dream and a purpose to fulfill. Don't go another day being held back. Get the tools you need today to see those dreams come true. Don't wait another moment. Call or visit jerrysavelle.org right now to request your copy of these powerful resources for only $25. You can also instantly download individual MP3 versions at our online store. I want you to get this special package because I believe it will give you the motivation you need and the tools you need to fight back, to fight for your dreams. I love this teaching on fear not, there's nothing to fear because fear is the number one tactic Satan uses to stop you from reaching success, from having that fulfillment of what you're believing God for. Fear always comes against us. And you know what fear means? It means flight or to run away from. So what are you running from in your life because of fear? I want you to get this and listen over and over and over that you don't have to fear. God's the one who said, fear not. There's nothing to fear. Why? Because he's right there with you. And then also this one on fight for your dreams. You're going to learn the tools that I've had to apply in my life and still do. We never just reach success. We always have to keep fighting. In fact, I heard a phrase that said, you will never outgrow warfare. You must simply learn to fight and then dig in your heels. This is one of my favorite teachings that will help you strengthen your resolve when you feel like quitting, when you feel like throwing in the towel. You know that phrase, dig in your heels, it actually just means refuse to change your mind. So these are tools that I believe will get you motivated and give you solutions you need to, you know, what do you do when you feel like giving up? Listen to these messages. You know, today I'm talking about the distractions to your destiny. We were on number four, which was people. And I'm sure you've experienced this. I know I have. How Satan will set up and strategically put the wrong people the wrong influences in your life because he is hoping to drag you out of the will of God. Now, I was talking briefly before the break about soul ties. Soul ties are so powerful and it is one of the hardest thing in the world to break free from, but you can do it. And it's one of the most painful things, but I'm here to tell you the pain won't last forever. In fact, I wrote a book and one of my chapter titles was when the pain brings you to your knees, you can be healed there because <laughs> it's when you're on your knees, that's when God really gets to you. But here's the indications that you have wrong soul ties. Maybe you're wondering, my friend or myself, do I have a wrong soul tie in my life? Well, here's four indications that you could. Number one is confusion. Your feelings tell you one thing, but your spirit tells you something else. Let me remind you, your feelings can lie. You cannot be led by your feelings. And you know, confusion is caused by mixing darkness with light. So if you're not experiencing peace in this relationship, you know, when things aren't right on the inside of us, one of the first things the Holy Spirit does is he withdraws our peace. So confusion is a sign you have a wrong soul tie. Number two is misery. As long as we are actively sinning against God, we will stay miserable. Joyce Meyer said, there is nothing more miserable than a born-again sinner. <laughs> and that's the truth. You know what I mean. If you've ever stepped outside the will of God, there's just misery. It's a state or feeling of great distress, uneasy inside, extreme anxiety, or sorrow or pain. 
You may even feel disgusted by what you're doing, but at the same time, you feel powerless to change the situation. Number three is torment. Let me remind you, a tormented mind is not the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is one that's at peace. So if you feel tormented, you're constantly replaying images, replaying conversations and memories over and over. You're tormented in your mind. Let me remind you what the Bible says. Take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. So if you feel torment in your mind, then I'm telling you, you could have a wrong soul tie. And then the fourth one is disobedience. And you know, you might be saying, I'm not actively choosing to disobey God. But whenever we don't do what God's telling us to do, it's disobedience. And here's the sad thing or the serious thing. Disobedience opens the door for a curse on our lives. That's what Deuteronomy tells us. When we obey, we open the door for blessings. When we disobey, we open the door for curses. So this is the book Untangle. If you're interested, you can get that. But if you have a wrong soul tie, make a decision that you are drawing a line in your life. You are not going to miss out on the plan of God. It is that serious. Now, the fifth distraction that I believe Satan uses, destiny distractions, is your past. I know he's done it with me. He constantly reminds us of our past. And if you sit there and listen to him reminding you, in fact, the Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. What's that mean? He just sits there and accuses you all day long, all the things you've done. You know, you could hear a message like this or you could get the CDs, listen to them in your car, get determined to see your dreams fulfilled. Then all of a sudden Satan gets his list out and he starts reminding you, you know, aren't you the girl who had the abortion? Aren't you the guy who was drunk just two weeks ago? How many marriages have you had? And he'll just remind you over and over and over of all the things you've done, you wish you hadn't done, all the regrets in your life until you start beating yourself up, you get smaller and smaller, and what? You give up on your dreams. You know, I, I love that story about Lot and his family when you know God was saving them from destruction. And God said to them, don't look back. And you know the story. Lot's wife did the very thing God said don't do. She turned back. Well, when she turned back, she's turned into a pillar of salt. In other words, she was destroyed because she looked back. And that's the story for us today. You will be destroyed if you keep looking back. Because everything God has for you, it's ahead of you. It's not behind you. So don't lose your future because you keep looking back at your past. So don't let the past be a distraction. And number six... My final one is money, <laughs> or you could say a lack of money. Satan will definitely use a lack of money to get you to give up on your dreams. You don't have the money. You're not going to have the money. You haven't had any financial miracles like everybody else you know. It's not going to happen. Let me remind you, vision always comes first. Provision comes later. You have to hang on to that dream. Believe God like never before. You know, nobody ever has all the finances they need when they get the dream. But don't let Satan use a lack of money to get you to give up on that dream. I want you to get these resources because I want to teach you story after story of people who would not give up on their dreams and how you have to do something every day to keep your dream alive. I have to do something every day to keep my dream alive. One of the things that I do is I hear the word every single day. Not a day goes by and you might say, Terry, I don't have time. Just listen to the word while you're getting ready. Listen to the word while you're driving. You got to drive places anyway or you're on the metro or wherever you commute. 
Do something to build your faith, but to keep your dream alive. God has so much more for you than what you're currently experiencing. So don't settle where you are. Go all the way with God. And also, I want you to write me and tell me the testimonies of what God's doing in your life. Thank you so much for watching. Life is busy. Work, family, school, and so many other things demand your time and energy. And in the middle of all this, you have dreams and desires you want to accomplish. No matter what you want to do, lose weight, get out of debt, or grow closer to God, Terry Savelle Foy wants to help you. That's why she has prepared a special bundle of hope-filled resources to move you past where you are and into where you want to be. Fight for your dreams, fear not, there is nothing to fear, and dig in your heels. I want to talk to you about how to fight for your dreams. You know, you have to fight for whatever it is you're believing God for in your life. You know, maybe you have a dream in your heart, you have no idea how it's going to happen, but you're unwilling to give up on it. As you listen to these messages, thoughts of fear and intimidation about your future will stop as your faith grows in God's amazing plans for you. You have a God-given dream and a purpose to fulfill. Don't go another day being held back. Get the tools you need today to see those dreams come true. Don't wait another moment. Call or visit jerrysavelle.org right now to request your copy of these powerful resources for only $25. You can also instantly download individual MP3 versions at our online store. One of the greatest frustrations in life can be dealing with money, paying the bills, feeding the kids, and dealing with debt. Too many people feel trapped and stuck financially. But God wants you to prosper and live blessed. Jerry Savelle has poured spiritual insight and experience regarding freedom from financial bondage into the pages of his new book, Why God Wants You to Prosper. I want to encourage you to order your copy today. It represents over 45 years of studying the Bible and living the Bible and experiencing Bible results. It'll teach you not only that it is God's will for you to prosper, but why He wants you to prosper. Call or click right now to request your copy of Jerry Savelle's new book, Why God Wants You to Prosper, for just $16. For convenient online ordering and ebook option, visit our online store at jerrysavelle.org. Years ago, the Lord instructed Jerry Savelle to make an impact on the kingdom of God in Africa. As a friend and partner of Jerry Savelle Ministries, you've provided vital Bible school training to over 5,000 pastors and ministry leaders over the last 10 years. The hope and truth found in God's Word is needed now more than ever. Thank you for your faithful support of our worldwide outreaches. You're making a difference. Every week, Jerry Savelle Ministries International is making a powerful difference in the lives of people around the world. But that's only possible because of the financial support of friends like you. That's why we'd like to invite you to join us as we continue to take the power of God's Word to a global audience in such great need. So call the number on your screen to discover more about Jerry Savelle Ministries today. 
Both Jerry and his daughter, Terry Savelle Foy, invite you to explore our other ministry resources on the web at jerrysavelle.org. Join us again next week as you continue your journey to discovering God's blessing in your life, where God can transform your circumstances and you can discover your destiny.